0: Hey everyone, it's John again with Contract Diagnostics. We have another question that was sent in. I'm going to read it. All right. So first off, it says, thanks for the show. This is for the coffee and contracts crowd. I have a question for Contract Diagnostics. I'm an employed physician in a surgical subspecialty. I signed my contract two years prior to graduating residency to get a stipend. Very popular. It is August 2nd of 2023. We have done 2024 contracts, many of them. We've done 25s and even a 2026 contract. So when is too early to sign? We've got an episode on that. But this physician decided to sign two years early to receive a stipend, which depending on your frame, I don't think is a bad idea. But they're now two years in to their five-year contract. So they signed four years ago. They've been actively employed for two. They have a five-year contract. I was recently reviewing MGMA data and discussed RVU rates with some of the more recent grads. It appears that my RVU dollar rate while above average at the time four years ago, is now several dollars lower. So the contract that he signed had a defined RVU value in it four years ago. Four years ago. That's 2023. This was in 19 before we had the pandemic and anything. So now four years later, he's under the same conversion factor. He has th- two three more years to go under that same contract, it sounds like. I'm happy with the job, but it's difficult knowing that I'm being paid less than the average for the same work. I don't want to go three more years to wait to discuss increasing my salary. I should not have signed a five-year contract lesson learned. My question is, what are the pros and the cons of salary negotiation in the middle of a contract term? And is there a best time to do this thanks in advance? So Jamie, thank you for the question. First off, I'm glad that you like the job. I'm glad everything is going well. We see physicians lock into long contracts all the time, five years with no raise, five years, same RVU structure. And then afterwards, oftentimes it even automatically renews. So it doesn't mean an increase. It doesn't mean that it goes up it's the same terms in perpetuity until they decide to negotiate or you do. So whether you raise your hand at the end of the five years or before, I think is irrelevant. In fact, I'm a firm believer that every other year, every third year, all physicians should look at compensation data and understand their compensation, almost like a checkup. Like I get my lipids drawn, I get my, my blood sugars drawn, I get a physical by my physician every year or so. I think physicians should do that with their biggest asset, which is their earning potential. So we have a product It's called Compensation Rx. It's not even 300 bucks. You get data and you get a call with us to strategize and talk about your particular story. So in this situation, I think now is the perfect time. You've signed with them for four years, but you've been working for two years. They know how good you are and you're underpaid. So those are all facts that the hospital can't get away from. So I think with the right frame, with the right attitude, you can go in and partner with them to update your contract early. I think it's one thing if they have the same compensation plan for every physician in the specialty, but for you, I would assume that they've changed everything for people within the last four years. If not, it's a good time to update the entire department. So these are conversations that I would feel comfortable, and a physician should as well, having with any employer, any CEO any service line manager as well. So I think this is a great time to talk about it. How do you talk about it? Well, you bring up facts, you bring up data, you bring up what you've done for the department, you bring up your happiness with the job and your willingness to say they're long into the future, but you don't wanna be another three years under the same contract that you feel is subpar. So I like the statement, What can we do to bridge the gap, right? Maybe you're paid 50 bucks in RVU. The data shows you should be making 57. I think it's reasonable to bring that up to your CEO and say, how do we bridge the gap, right? I'm having friends that are signing contracts in the 57s, 59s. I'm at 50. What can we do to bridge the gap? You don't have to say, I want 59. You have to say, I want 55. What can we do to bridge the gap? I think it's a good, easy question. And then you can let them talk. There's lots of other things. If you, that we may want to revisit before five years, not just on compensation. We can talk about your schedule, talk about the amount of call you're doing, talk about the conference dollars you're getting and how much CME you're receiving, or if you need additional time off. We could talk about technology and ways to improve the department and make you even more efficient so you can generate a higher level of productivity or do more complex cases to help out more patients in the community that you serve. So I say all that because I never think there's a perfect time for anything. If we wait till the contract expires, if you will, it might just automatically renew and they may not come to you and offer you an amendment. So I think any time is a good time to check up on your health. I think any time is a good time to check up on your earnings, your financial asset being your income. So I think, Jamie, that this is a perfect time to raise your hand and just have a frank conversation. I'm enjoying the position. I'm looking at the data, it looks like there's a little bit of a gap on where new grads are starting and where I am. How can we discuss this? If, now, if they have hired people after you, I think it's relevant and important to ask about how they're paid. I think it's important to know if there's been job postings, you should look at them and you should find out, what are they starting new grads at? If you're being paid $300, they are starting new grads at 340 that's an important consideration to bring up. If they're giving signing bonuses of 50,000 and you received 40,000 five years ago, that's something to keep in mind because if you leave, it's going to cost them a lot of money to replace you. And physician churn, physician retention is something that's on every hospital CEO's mind because it costs, depending on the data, $150,000 to $220,000 to replace each physician that leaves and has to be rehired. So. I say all that. I think it's a great time to bring this up. I think any time is a great time to bring it up. We've seen physicians bring up and renegotiate their contracts after four months of employment, and we've seen them wait 15 years. And I don't think there's a magic answer in any of it, but I do think that every other year, every thirty year, a checkup is important. We can help with that if you need us to at Contract Diagnostics. Hop onto the website, book a compensation, Rx call, it's under 300 bucks, and we'd love to discuss your situation and figure out what we can do to help you make sure that you're being paid fairly and maximizing your biggest asset, which is your annual ability to earn a good living. Again, I'm John at Contract Diagnostics, and we look forward to reconnecting soon.